You are listening to the Mimi B Podcast, a lifestyle podcast that is designed to help you transform your life and become the best version of yourself possible. On this podcast, we talk about health, personal growth, career, and pretty much everything else it takes to become the best you there is. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard. I own the online magazine, Mimi B, and I create courses on how you can upgrade your life to the next level. Every single one of us has the ability to produce extraordinary results in our lives, and this podcast is going to help you get there. Hey guys, today I have Barbara Orvin from the No Diet Babe brand. You guys are going to love her. She is a nutritionist and a life coach that is dedicated to helping women all over the world stop yo-yo dieting and obsessing over food. Basically, I found Barbara because I was listening to my friend Catherine's podcast, The Manifestation Babe. You guys have probably heard our episode together on my podcast. And I was listening to her podcast and she was talking about how she was on one of her retreats and uh, she met this woman, Barbara, and Barbara was basically super like hot and thin and super like she had a great relationship around food, Catherine was describing. And Catherine talked about how Barbara has this whole brand around manifesting weight loss, basically. And I was so intrigued and I checked her out, listened to her podcast, became obsessed with her whole brand and needed to have her on my show. So welcome, Barbara. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited for today's episode. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you on as well. So let's just talk about your brand for a second. Like, How did you start the No Diet Babe brand, and how long did it take you to go from where you were with your old kind of more restrictive mentality towards food to where you are today coaching women to stop obsessing over dieting and food? Yeah, like, oh my goodness, it is definitely, it's been a long journey for me. I think like most women, um, when we're teenagers, we start becoming aware of food and the relationship between food and our weight. And I think um, these days, the sad thing is that kids are getting younger and younger when they make this association. And I mean, for me, I was about 16 years old and um Basically, I got told I was fat um, Mm. by a friend of a family member. And that's kind of when the whole dieting stuff started. And basically, I developed this really poor relationship to food, which I do notice a lot of people have this type of relationship to food. And like many, many people, um, you try lots of different diets, you try everything, you exercise, you get a gym membership, you just want to be healthy. Um, but really what actually happened is that my weight would just fluctuate up and down all the time. And it was quite stressful. Um, and like many women, you just get really obsessed with wanting to be at your lightest weight, wanting to always like fit into your best clothing, but in reality, your fluctuations and you have like all these different sizes in your closet. And basically, I started to realize there has to be more to it. Basically, I was like, there has to be more to this. It can't be this hard. It can't be just about food. So I started diving into more 
mindset and psychology. I basically got obsessed with mindset psychology stuff. And I just dived into every single book, every single course. And it took me quite a few years. It wasn't like a quick kind of a fix. But I slowly, slowly changed my entire relationship with food. I changed the way that I view food and and my relationship to myself and my weight. And now, thankfully, I just have a much happier approach to my eating. I no longer fluctuate up and down, which was really stressful, as I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that stress of your weight fluctuating. Um, And really, I just felt like I needed to help other people see this other perspective because I feel like there's not enough information out there on the fact that our mindset governs the way we behave and also what we experience in life. So that's why I kind of made it my mission, (laughs) I guess, to help as many people as I can to change, change the way they view food and weight, basically. And to see another perspective, to see that there's more to it. Mm, Absolutely. And you know what? I completely agree. And it's all mindset. Like literally weight loss and body changes starts with your mindset. And that's something so many people don't understand. That's something I didn't even understand last year. And I was just telling you before we started recording that I've only really discovered this intuitive eating type of living only really four months ago. And in the past four months, I've lost like more weight. I'm at like the best, like I've never looked like this. Like I've, and I, last year, Barbara, oh my goodness, you would die if you knew my story. Last year, I was like really intense keto, like didn't eat one carb literally all of last year. And I was like really, really, really trying to reach my goal body. I was so obsessed with it. It took up my entire day. I was like, I just, I really want to achieve this. You know, I would go work out at the gym five days a week doing like intense training, like intense hit workout. I would eat like no carbs, but I was always so hungry because I was training weights and stuff. Like I was just really intense and it wasn't working out for me. I literally maybe lost a tiny bit of weight, but like I didn't lose like I didn't look like I wanted to. And I had so much testosterone in my body from all of this intensity. And, you know, it just was not working out. And I was like, you know, why is this so hard? I'm like, I've never been big, but I've never been like tiny. And, you know, I never, I I just, I only really wanted to lose 10 pounds. And I was like, why is this the most difficult thing in the world? So four months ago, I had a total mindset shift. I don't even know where it came from because I only discovered your content like a month ago. I wish I had it back when I first started, but you know, I guess I just figured it out myself. I was like, there's something that's not working here. Like there was really, first of all, I started working out differently. I, I stopped doing my intense like hit and weight stuff. And I just started being more intuitive with my exercise. So I would just go on long walks and do like more body weight stuff and, you know, just stop putting my body under so much intense pressure. And I started only really eating when I was hungry and just intuitively eating. I started reintroducing carbs back into my diet, like healthy carbs, obviously, because, you know, I'm very sensitive to like processed stuff and gluten and stuff. So it's like, you know, healthier carbs, like sweet potato and fruit and stuff. And the weight just like shed off. It was crazy. And maybe like, I don't know what started first, the physical change or the mindset change, but 
All to say, I'm on a ramble. All to say, I know from firsthand experience, this shit works. And I'm so happy that you're out there preaching it because not enough people are. There are too many people in this industry preaching this new diet or, you know, this way of doing things. It's just this way, but it's not. It's everybody's different and you need to be intuitive with your own body. Yeah, totally. And I love that. I love that you've you've kind of found that yourself as well. And it's like, I totally agree that I feel like the answers sometimes are within us. And especially with diet, we keep on like looking outside of ourselves for the answer, but literally your body and the way it reacts to certain foods will tell you the answers basically. And I think Mm -hmm. that it is a bit of trial and error, but we can kind of figure out what style of eating suits us. And we I feel like we don't even need to put ourselves in a box of picking a style. I feel like I feel like you're allowed to kind of want one thing one day and another thing another day. Do you get what I mean? Like totally. Like we need these categories and people are like I'm going to be keto now and it's kind of like well actually if you just feel like not having as many carbs one day or another day you feel like having carbs. I mean, yeah, we want to eat consistently, but I feel like the more I trust my body, the more I notice that I do, like the rules don't really apply, if that makes sense. Yeah. And if you like, I believe strongly that our bodies aren't supposed to have, you know, a high body fat percentage. It's not healthy to be over fat. You know what I mean? So our bodies would naturally not intuitively ask us to eat all this junk and crap all the time. Like people, I think when I've been speaking to some people about intuitive eating, you know, I've had some responses from friends being like, oh, if I practice intuitive eating, I would just eat all the pasta every day, all day. And I'm just like, no, you wouldn't if it was real intuitive eating because your body doesn't actually want that. I personally think, yes, it does once in a while, but not all the time. Totally, totally agree with this. And people, unfortunately are quite misinformed with intuitive eating and it's totally normal in the beginning of intuitive intuitive eating to think that you're going to crave those types of foods but actually what's going on is that it's more of a psychological craving for those foods and a lot of the time that those foods become more alluring because of the the constant need to diet so when we tell ourselves not to have have something it just builds up this this desire to have it even more and so Mm -hmm. this whole idea that we can't trust our bodies it's not actually our bodies that misguide us it's our minds and I think that's I love that really start listening to your body you will like I literally crave vegetables I'll be like I really feel like some broccoli like (laughs) literally same honestly (laughs) and it's like that's not my brain though that's my body and if I feel like eating a whole cake that's my brain that's not my body (laughs) right yeah because your body won't feel good after exactly and so literally any of you who have had like a really indulgent meal or like really overate on the sugar or you know, whatever, you feel sick afterwards, that's your body, that's intuitive, that's your body telling you that that particular portion of that particular food didn't agree with you. Your brain probably wanted you to keep on eating it, but your body, if you listen to your body, that's a safe, your your body's safe, exactly what you said. I don't believe that our bodies want us to struggle around our weight or have high body fat. I think that it's more 
um, our mindset that has been conditioned a certain way that makes it harder for people to control weight and food for sure. So what is emotional eating and why do so many of us have this issue? Like, is it a comfort thing? Is it, you know, I feel like I've seen the pattern of me overeating when I feel unsettled and unsafe in my life. Like I don't, I feel like I don't have like a backup plan in something even work related or, you know, I just feel unsettled. I I noticed that like that unsettling feeling drives me to like wanting to eat more to kind of like block out those feelings. Is it for everybody a different emotion or like, is it just something simply conditioned uh, from childhood? That's just a habit, you know? I think that I think that emotional eating can be such a, a wide um, a wide array of things. Like I think that to a certain extent, some people can emotionally eat. I feel like there's a different spectrum. Like I feel like on one end, there's the binge eaters who are like really struggling around food, and then there's just the mild emotional eaters who might even just be snacking constantly and they don't realize that they're just mindlessly eating a lot of the time and I think that with emotional eating a lot of people think it's just like you're crying over a breakup over ice cream and like it they're not realizing that they maybe eat emotionally without being aware of it like they're just a bit bored or they'll go over to the fridge and be like I feel like a snack when in reality what's happening there is they're avoiding the feeling of boredom or like you said, something happened at work and it's just you're just avoiding having to deal with the emotion. So pretty much as a whole though, it's a, it's an avoidance type behavior. behavior. So it's it's an attempt to not have to deal with discomfort. And food does bring us comfort, like it literally does release chemicals in your brain that activate the reward system. So it makes you want, it makes you feel a certain way. Um, but it's it's essentially, it's it's a conditioning. So it's, it's like you said, it is a habit. It's sometimes from childhood, not always. Like we can literally, our brain is constantly getting changed throughout life so we can recondition ourselves all the time it's like if you were to drive an auto car and you suddenly wanted to learn how to drive a manual you could teach yourself that the same way as you can unlearn emotional eating or if you're going through a tough time you might lean on food more and then relearn emotional eating if that makes sense Mm, that makes so much sense and also you're so right about it being a comfort thing because also, when, when you're full and you have that full feeling, you're too numb to actually think about things properly. So I feel like subconsciously it is such an avoidance thing. Like if you're feeling unsettled or you're feeling stressed or anxious or sad, like just to kind of block out those emotions, we tend to go to food. It's the easiest and most socially acceptable drug that we can go to. So yeah, I totally yeah. can see that. It makes so much sense. So how... Like, do you have any tips? How do you stop emotional eating? How did you stop, you know, emotional eating? Like, do you, is it something you just, you can do in a short amount of time or does it take a long time? Or are there certain steps you can take to kind of heal yourself from this faster? I think like, I think with everything like this kind of thing, everyone's a little bit different. And I've seen clients like transform like 
so super quickly and then others that take a long time. I personally took a long time. I think I had a lot of things going on that I had to work on and um, it does take time to change the subconscious mind because really if, if we're really talking about our patterns our behaviors are really put on autopilot by your subconscious mind. So think um, like with what I was talking about before with the learning how to drive a manual car. It's like once you've learned how to shift gears, you're not thinking about it all the time. Your your subconscious mind takes over. And then so the trouble with overcoming emotional eating is really that your subconscious mind has learnt that as a pattern, um, as a means to cope. And so it's really that repetition and enough repeating enough times for it to become a new subconscious thing. And that's when you'll truly feel like you've broke, like broken that habit of emotional eating. And do you still get, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Go, go, go. Do I still get? Okay, fine. <laughs> do you still have, um, like, I don't want to say relapse, but like you, I, I was listening to your podcast and and you did go through like a big phase of disordered eatings and, uh, eating and stuff. And do you ever get relapses though? Like, do you ever get that mentality uh, creeping back in sometimes, even though now you've, you've pretty much healed yourself? Or is it something that you just reach this, you know, enlightenment and you just never really have those thoughts again? I think that like anything, there is potential for it to come back, especially in the beginning. It's very, very normal to relapse, like extremely normal. You're going to relapse a lot before you truly feel better. Um, I would say that for the last five years, I've never experienced it like I used to. Um, So definitely there is light at the end of the tunnel, like you will if you're persistent, um, you will no doubt, like anyone who's struggling, will get better. Um, but it does require awareness because if you don't, I've noticed that if I'm not, like I'm really good at it at assessing my thought patterns, which essentially is what you need to do to overcome emotional eating is to kind of know what's going on with your feelings and your thoughts, right? And I can catch myself if I was to go kind of down that path. And and it's really easy for me to just go, okay, well, that's not helpful. Um, And then that way I'm able to stop myself from really going anywhere near where I used to be. And it's important to know your triggers. So if there's certain triggers that do make it harder for you to – like if you know certain situations will trigger your emotional eating, then, yeah, you want to be managing those. But definitely I think overall I would not suffer the way that I used to. Do I emotionally eat? Yeah, like I think everybody does. But I think that the, the level at which I do is not to that point of the fact like it doesn't affect my weight, I don't fluctuate, it's more like, yeah, like sometimes I'll want to eat a certain thing and it's more of an emotional thing, but it doesn't affect me in the same way, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. And I can completely relate. I really feel like my my mindset towards food and weight loss, like I said before, the past four months has evolved tremendously. And I, I, I definitely eat for pleasure as well. And I love cooking and I love healthy food. And I think that's a beautiful thing as well. But 
I now am not like anxious around meal times. I now am not anxious to eat with a group of people and like feel embarrassed because I'm like needing to ask the waiter a ton of different questions. Is this keto? Is this, 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 mm. like I, it, there's so much freedom. And you know what, Barbara, the thing that I've noticed throughout this process, the past few months is that I am more me than I've ever felt because my mind is not focused on food 24 seven. Like yeah. I have done so much more in my business. I have really evolved as a human being, like in so many other different ways in my life. And it's like this, this veil has been lifted and I truly feel like life is not tainted by this obsession about weight loss and food and dieting and being good. And, you know, like, it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's an addiction that I feel like I've finally broken. I love this. And like, I can just tell, like, with the excitement in your voice as well, it's, I feel the same way. And it's like, you just become more of you because if, if you think about when you're on a diet and for those people who diet, if you really pay attention to your thoughts, you'll notice that like 80% of them or like a huge percentage of your thoughts will be around food and your weight. So you'll basically be thinking about it around the clock. And that takes up a lot of mental energy and it takes you away from actually enjoying your life and doing things that make you feel good. and. The crazy thing is, is that actually when you start focusing on your life and doing things that you enjoy, weight loss kind of happens accidentally. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, because you're actually more focused on enjoying your life, which is more pleasurable, and therefore you don't have to seek pleasure in food. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. So – that's the whole thing around emotional eating. And this is why I think everybody who has a weight issue should be focusing on emotional eating because weight loss comes naturally when you start replacing what food gives you, which at the end of the day for all of us is really, we want more fun and pleasure in our life. We want fulfillment. We have certain needs that we need to meet. So yeah, it's definitely, I feel like the best solution ever. (laughs) I totally agree. And you know what I was just thinking of too? Like my obsession last year was health, right? And I still love health so much. But last year I was like, I need to be the healthiest version of myself. And for some reason I thought health and weight loss was kind of on the same playing field. Like I thought like, oh, if I was healthy, I'd lose weight. But I've realized there are two different things. There is being healthy and then being healthy to lose weight. And I didn't really realize that last year. So I was like, okay, if I I can eat as much as I want, if there's no carbs, you know? So I was like, you know, eating so much food because I needed to release that those emotions in some way, but I was being strict on what I was eating. So I felt like I was overeating so much, even if it was keto chocolate or like a healthy big meal of like roasted veggies and avocado, but I'd have like a whole avocado and like a whole pan of like a whole roasted cauliflower, a whole roasted broccoli and like a ton of olive oil. Like it was just a lot of food. And I'm a small girl. I'm five foot one. Okay. Like I'm, I, I don't need 3000 calories a day. I don't even know how much it was, but like it, I just, I was obsessing over 
what it was. And I feel like there are other people out there that obviously would obsess about like the amount instead, but I, we all just needed to obsess over something. So I feel like the second I stopped obsessing and I actually just stopped putting so much focus and energy into it, that's when the weight came off. And at the end of the day, you're so right about what you said before about like everyone needing a structure, like keto or paleo or this, that. But at the end of the day, like we all know, generally speaking, what health is. We all know that processed food isn't good for us. We all know that overeating isn't good for us. And I feel like we all are looking for this like thing, this new thing that we just like didn't know before that we can try out for weight loss. But like inside, we all know what actually works for weight loss and for health. And, you know, it's just eating more whole foods, more vegetables and less processed crap and not too much of it. So it was funny when I when I started reintroducing carbs back into my diet, like I just I would have, um, you know, smoothies in the morning, with some fruit. And I was like, I don't give a shit that there's probably like 70 grams of carbs or I don't even know how many grams of carbs in this. Um, but I'm just going to see what feels good. And at the beginning, I actually uh, completely binged on fruit one day because I was like, oh, I can eat all the fruit in the world. I'm not restricted anymore. So I had like, I don't know, like five, six servings of fruit in one day. And I never really had fruit before that um, for like a year and a half. So I had such a migraine, such a headache after I was like, okay, wait, Mimi, no, this is obsessive eating still. Like I'm just going the complete opposite direction. Like just take it easy, just chill, you know? And it's, taken a few months, but now like I really, it's a revolution. It's crazy. I love your awareness there because I think that's really important to note is that when you do start intuitive eating, it's normal to try to have to figure out your, I guess it's like, you've got to like play your edge. You've got to figure out what's going to work for you because initially you might be eating foods that you haven't had for so long. And then you, your psychological reaction is, oh my God, I just want more. I want more. And then you kind of have to talk yourself through it. And, and it just has to come from a place of love. And it sounds like, like you really nailed that because you were just genuinely like, oh, well, you know, this didn't feel good either. Like I didn't feel good after eating all of that. And so, you know, you've, you've managed to kind of figure that out and find your happiness. And I think that's, that's really good. And um, there was another thing that you said that just I think that it's important for people to know because um, I think a lot of people get caught up in that thing that you mentioned around health equaling weight loss. And I think that so many women start eating healthy for the intention of losing weight, which eating healthy is important. But then when they're not losing weight, they start to form these limiting beliefs that there must be something wrong with them because they're not losing weight. Um, and, and I think that it's just, it's really important for people to understand that there usually isn't anything wrong with them. It's just that they're overeating on healthy foods and that's why they're not losing weight and that there's not anything wrong with their body or that they're doomed to struggle with their weight. And I think that's really important because I think out there it's it's a little bit misguided that it's okay if you eat keto and you can eat you know tons of food like you said 3000 calories is still not going to probably be good for somebody who's you know smaller and then they're still not going to feel good you're not going to feel good when you're overeating it doesn't matter how healthy you're eating 
Um, and so I think it's just important to understand both aspects and, and practice healthy eating and portion control, which will mm. come naturally to people once they learn to be more intuitive and, and meet their emotional needs. Exactly. And it's crazy. I I feel like if I ate the amount that I do today last year, I'd be like, oh, that's just not enough food. But it's crazy because I used to think that you needed so much food and I was like scared of going hungry because I was like, oh, it's not healthy to be hungry. I was like so anti, like, you know, I don't know why. I, I don't know. I was just so scared of like, you know, not treating my body well. But now I'm like, oh my God, I'm literally listening to my body and I feel so much better not being bogged down by food all the time. Like I really do. And like, I don't even, I don't track calories. I don't track macros anymore. I don't track anything. Mm-hmm. I literally just eat when I am hungry. And I naturally do intermittent fasting just because that's how my body, you know, that's when my body gets hungry. It's later in the day. And I feel like that works really well for me. But like this morning, for example, like I'm a bit jet lagged and I was hungry at 9am. So I had a bit of food at 9am. Like, And it's just completely intuitive. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I, I love this so much, but I have a question for you. So you coach a lot of women to stop yo-yo dieting and to stop obsessing over food, but these women also still want to lose weight while stopping that dieting mentality. Like what's the balance there? Like if you can't be obsessive over dieting and food, like how do you lose weight? Some people would ask. Yeah, totally. And I think that that's probably that's probably the biggest struggle for people is when they don't have that dieting mentality, suddenly they have to face lots of things that they've been suppressing. So a lot of people, emotional eating and dieting, right, they're actually both avoidance behaviors. So usually we start dieting because we're trying to cover up our emotions. And we we have this idea that weight loss will bring us happiness and it will solve all of our problems. I'll be confident when I look a certain way. I'll be happy when I look a certain way. When realistically the thought patterns around the negative body image and and dislike of themselves is still there. So even if they lose the weight, the the practiced thought patterns are still there. Um, And then when they stop dieting, they have to face the emotional eating head on. So then they often feel worse before they feel better because all of these repressed emotions come up. And look, everybody's different. I think that if somebody's quite mild and they do just need, they've been a bit obsessed with dieting, but they haven't got a lot of life issues going on. Sometimes I've seen people in a week start to lose weight. Um, just starting to eat more intuitive and not thinking about the dieting because they just start focusing like you on more fulfilling things in their life. Like maybe they'll start having more hobbies in their life or um, they'll work on their passion, like your business, you've been working on your business. So I think there's totally different levels, but in terms of how we lose weight without dieting, at the end of the day, dieting itself doesn't have to feel like a diet like dieting mentality is the problem it's when we're thinking about food all the time and that makes it feel hard but weight loss 
is an energy balance. So it's about a calorie deficit, but that doesn't mean you have to count calories or um, worry about that. It just simply means that like, for example, for you, probably in the fact that you started being more intuitive and like you said, your portions have gotten smaller because you just feel more satisfied and because you've been listening to your body, that's put you in a nice calorie deficit. And also probably prior when you were obsessed with dieting, maybe you were in more of a plateau because you were over-exercising and under-eating. So then your body was kind of frozen because it kind of goes through this stressed point where it's like oh we're not getting enough food right and so Mm. it's it's yeah I think it's it's really different for everyone but at the end of the day it's the dieting mentality it's the obsession it's the the whole relationship to food that's the issue and that can be done you can lose weight without all of that excess stress and strain and difficult difficulty when you address the mindset Mm, it's so true because now I'm thinking about it I'm like I don't have that diet mentality anymore but I that doesn't mean that I'm eating whatever I you know my my brain wants yeah like yeah you still make like certain decisions and you still think of your health but it just doesn't have that heavy like crazy drama energy on top of it (laughs) Mm, it's that no restriction thing. Cause I'm thinking now, like I basically eat low carb paleo. Like that's kind mm. of what I eat. But like yesterday I wanted a piece of chocolate and there was sugar in the chocolate and it was like not a good brand. And I was at my boyfriend's family house and everyone was eating chocolate. I had, a, I had a bite and I was like, Oh, whatever. Like it's, it, it's really just like generally eating healthy because you love your body and you love yourself. And then intuitively eating as well because what you were touching on portion portion wise before uh you know I now don't need to feel very full after every meal because Mm -hmm. I've intuitively don't enjoy that feeling feeling Mm -hmm. full is not a good feeling to me I've changed my brain and how it perceives that feeling of fullness and I now don't see that as something that's satisfying being very full Mm -hmm. for me it's like a not pleasant feeling. I feel bogged down my, my brain. I feel like my, you know, I I don't think as clearly my brain is mushy Mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't love life. And I honestly, oh my God, Barbara, the biggest change in the past few months is that I'm like a nicer person now. Like my relationships have gotten better because I'm not moody sometimes. I wasn't, I was, okay. I think I was a good person last year too, but like I was sometimes moody last year when I was feeling full and, you know, self-conscious and blech. Like it totally affects your brain. I feel like I'm just like a better person to be around. No, I totally agree. And that's like something I hear from a lot of my clients as well, because yeah, like it doesn't feel good to overeat. And I mean, your gut is like literally your second brain. So if you're overeating and your body has to constantly be working hard to digest all of this excess food that, I mean, if you feel really full and you feel sickly full, your body's literally telling you you've had too much food, right? And then it's got to process all of that it's taking away your energy from other things. And so if you're being more intuitive, you're eating more intuitive. And I like to call it like politely full 
because it's kind of like you are full, but you're not like a lot of people eat to the point where it's like they have to undo their pants, like they're really full. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the time they eat quickly too, or they don't eat mindfully and they're just like shoveling food into their mouth that actually they don't even feel like it's like what even is full. That's kind of what I used to be like. It's like, what is this thing you talk about being full? Like, you know, I didn't, I had no register of full. It was more like, yeah, like my stomach is, looks like I'm having a baby and that's, that's all I know is full. I'm in pain, but I'm still not satisfied. So Yeah, like definitely kind of you feel so much happier when you learn that you can feel satisfied and not have to feel super sick and not also you can be in control and not desire to eat a large amount of food. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So let's talk about actionable tips here. How do how do we manifest our dream body? Like, let's talk about like some actual steps that we can take. Like, do you journal about it? Do you like, how do you remind yourself to not emotional eat? Like, are there certain things that people can do? Like your top five things or something? Yep. So top number one, Number one thing is to practice awareness. I think without awareness of ourselves and basically being mindful of our thoughts and our patterns, we can't really change. It's like a GPS. You kind of, you can't get to your location without your app, like figuring out where you are now kind of thing. So awareness of yourself is probably the most important thing. So that's where journaling journaling can help and you can pretty much ask yourself the question like how am I feeling that's probably because our emotions tie into our weight so when we talk about weight loss manifestation it is what I was talking about before with your emotions and managing your emotions because your emotions tie into your appetite so so strongly so number one tip would be awareness of your emotions Um, number two tip is to allow yourself to have emotions, right? Because a lot of people then judge emotions. They fear emotions. They they think that it's not okay to feel a certain way. And that's also why people turn to food because they're just trying to push away how they feel. And I think there's a difference between feeling a certain way and then kind of staying and indulging it in a victim mentality and complaining all the time. So they're two different things, right? But it is healthy to feel your feelings and then learn to manage them, learn to cope in a more healthy way. So that's probably my second biggest tip. Um, third tip would be the the mindful eating. So like what we talked about in terms of listening to your body as opposed to your brain with with hunger and learning more about your body. So when is it hungry? Like what does hunger feel like for you? What does fullness feel like for you? And just having a real light energy about it, like just experiment. Don't feel like you have to get something out of it. I think that you just want to be kind of playful about it. Let me just figure out how my body works, what makes me feel good. That would be the next thing. Um, What am I up to? Tip number four. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Tip number four would be, you know, similar to what I said at number one with your emotions, you want to start looking at, okay, if I'm feeling crap all the time, 
what am I thinking about and what am I believing? So with manifestation, we talk about being a vibrational match, which essentially means like attracts like. So if you're if you're feeling good in your body, right, and you love your body, you're more likely to treat it in a way where you manifest more good situations with your body. So it's kind of like when you feel deprived all the time, you're going to, you're going to, when you feel a certain way, like you create more circumstances to keep yourself feeling that way. It's kind of like when somebody is complaining all the time as well, then they start attracting more reasons to complain because like attracts like, that's how the universe works. So with changing your thought patterns, you want to look at, well, do I tend to complain about my body all the time? Do I tend to feel negatively about it? Do I want to change it to the point where I'm not happy with where I am right now? Starting to change the dialogue going on in the head, right? That would be the next thing. And pretty much number five tip is just have more fun. Like, do things that don't feel like you need permission to have fun. Like, don't feel like you have to be at a certain goal weight before you can wear a bikini or go on a holiday or go on a date. Like, so many people hold back from living their life uh, because they have to look a certain way. They have to have, like, they have, they can only be at a certain weight or wear a certain size. It's like I, I have to get to this weight before my holiday or I can't go on a date like at my heaviest. And it's actually in doing those things that make us happier that the weight loss will be easier. So I think that's probably my five biggest tips. <laughs> so powerful. I love that all so much. And you are so right. Oh my gosh. The mentality of like, when I get to this goal weight, then I will do this. Like, that's just like, I had that mentality for years. And if I could go back and tell my younger self one thing, it would be like, just do not have that mentality. Like do things now, believe in yourself, have confidence now. It's like, it's, you know, it's crazy because I feel like I'm sure so many girls listening as well are in this hole right now that we have both been in Barbara Mm -hmm. and they are feeling like it's, such a big feat to get out of it, to stop obsessing over dieting, food, binging, all that stuff. But there it's, it's so in reach. Everybody listening, it is so in reach and you can completely change this. Mm -hmm. Like honestly, in a matter of days, if you change your mindset, it's all about mindset. Just make it like a totally focused thing for you to just like Talk to yourself about your emotions, write it down, like just listen to Barbara's other podcasts too. Like really just look at yourself right in the eye and and just see what's limiting you. See which emotions trigger this obsessive mentality and write down all of the things that you want to experience in your life and how you actually see your life going. And I can assure you that food obsessiveness is not one of those things. Um, And you know what, Barbara, you're going to find this interesting. I actually went to a psychotherapist like four or five months ago and uh, we were talking about food and that obsessive binge mentality. And she explained something very visual that I think would help a lot of people understand uh, this whole mentality. So she said, because she deals with a lot of emotional eaters and um, 
Her name's Fiona Lamb. I don't know if you guys have seen her. I've posted about her on my Insta stories a few times. But anyway, so she explained it as when you're obsessed with food and you go to food when you're feeling any type of emotion, it means that food is actually a box for you. And normally we all have boxes. So, you know, our boxes are where we go to when we feel emotions. And our normal boxes would be like family, relationships, hobbies, business, um, like all the different main categories in your life. And she said that, you know, when you are obsessed with food, when you binge, when you have issues with food, it is because food is a box for you. You just need to remove that box as a whole and go to different things when you need to, you know, express emotion or do some work on yourself. And the second that you remove food as a box is the second that you just gain freedom with that mentality over dieting and binging because it's not a box. It shouldn't be a box. Mm -hmm. Yes, you should enjoy food, but it should not be something that you go to to deal with your emotions. It is something to fuel your body, and that is it. Totally, totally agree. And for anyone who feels like they couldn't possibly do that, you always can. Like there's always a way. Um, I I feel like I was the worst at emotional eating and even I overcame it. So it definitely, it doesn't matter how far gone you think you are, um, you can you can teach yourself to cope without food and trust me, you will feel better. In um, Immediately, it might feel like it never would and you might think it sounds crazy, but trust me, it is well worth it. You, you feel worse and your emotions are much more amplified in the negative way when you're not like when you're using food to cope, it feels much worse. You feel exactly like what you were saying as well. Like you feel like you're more yourself and you're happier. And I feel the exact same way. I would never want to go back to where I was for sure. Me too. Oh my God. How great is that? And guys, this, you can be here too. Like this is the thing. Like, oh my God. I'm so happy we got to chat today, Barbara. Honestly, this has been such a great episode. And I think everyone's going to love you, love your work. And I definitely want to have you on again. Guys, if you liked this episode, send either Barbara or I a DM and let us know if you have any suggestions for another episode, because I would absolutely love to do this again. Um, where can everyone find you, Barbara? Like, What's your socials? What's What's all that jazz? Yes. So basically I spend most of my time on Instagram. Um, So you can find me at no diet babe. So N-O like diet babe, B-A-B-E. And that's probably where I spend most of my time. I also have a podcast called The Manifesting Doll. Um, where I talk about all things um, manifestation, weight loss, emotional eating. Um, and yeah, also at nodietbabe.com. So that's pretty much where you can find me and we can hang out and yeah, help you on your journey. Love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was so like lovely to be on your show and yeah, I really hope that this can help people.